0: Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got a really interesting guest today and a very important topic because we're going to be talking about how your thoughts can transform your grief. And we have got a great expert today who's going to be talking to us about meaning making and, and how uh, our thoughts and the narratives we tell ourselves can change things. So introduce her to us, Heidi.
1: Okay, I'd love to. Her name is Dr. Jane Williams. She is a clinical psychologist and also an Open to Hope writer, so you can go to Open to Hope and read some of the things she has written for our site. She completed a postdoctoral fellowship at Harvard Medical School and went on to work at Wake Forest Medical School. And she also uh, was responsible for putting together a program called Good Morning at Arkansas Children's Hospital where she worked with three parents. And they also worked with bereaved children there. And, you know, Greg Adams was another guest we had on, and she worked with him on that mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's recently written a fabulous book called Mysterious Moments,
0: Thoughts That Transform Grief. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thanks so much for having me. Hi, Jane. It's great to have you on today. And I love the fact that you were talking to you earlier. You have got such depth because he worked as a neuropsychologist also and that's a a big area right now and you've done a lot in the medical field and uh this is really a, a tough a tough topic in a tough world the grief and loss world and and trying to make sense out of it and trying for the professionals and individuals to cope isn't it
2: yes it is and i think being in a medical setting you have not only um Patients, but you have professionals who are trying to deal with the loss around them as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's trying to deal with these losses. Now, you call your book Mysterious Moments, Thoughts That Transform Grief. What, uh, what, tell us about that. I know there are 10 stories in there about mysterious moments, and talk about uh, what this all means.
2: Um, This actually happened outside of my work. I was uh, talking to a friend of mine's mother, whose son had died at about 18 months of age. Um, And for some reason, um, I didn't know a lot about her grief. And one night I was visiting with her and I said, tell me about what that was like for you. And um, she, she was a woman of the South. And at that point in time, you didn't talk about grief. You kept it to yourself you put a smile on your face you went on with life and yet her grief had been very intense and very distressful for her for all those years and when he would have been about 18 years old she had an experience one night in which she had thoughts that just transformed how she saw and how she felt about his death and her story uh is the first of the stories as as a mother um I uh, kept that thought and those stories with me, and I started looking for it in my practice. And what I found was, is that that was not uncommon, that a lot of people have transformative thoughts, particularly those who've had complicated grief and have continued to be distressed. Um, that somehow these thoughts come to them, they're aha moments, epiphanies, in which it alters the course of grief for them. It doesn't take away the, the longing or the missing, but it takes away that deep level of the stress. What kind of
0: thoughts do people have?
2: Oh, I, it, varies with, um, it varies with the circumstance, I think a lot of the death and the relationship um, with that person. Uh, But some, the thought will, um, I I think about one of the stories in which the father had lost his son and he had never had a great relationship with his daughter and he thought that she was not grieving for her, her brother, but he found a note she had written and how distressed she was. And so he reached out and got help for them. And one day when they were out together, he had the thought of, oh, I could have lost my daughter and my son both.
0: So but these I, are, yeah, these are uh, these transformative thoughts. Now you worked with Dr. Bob Meemeyer on meaning Making what talk about that. What does it mean to have these thoughts? I think we're talking about stories can change the meaning you give to something, right?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, and I think all of us develop a story. Uh, Some of them are very short, some of them are very long, some of them evolve, some to say the same, but it's trying to make sense out of that loss. Uh, How does that death? Um, uh, fit into your assumptions about the world and how you see life and how you see loss. Mm-hmm. And as Dr. Niemeyer um, has always said, is that we're trying, we're meaning-making creatures. We try to make meaning um, out of that loss. And we reconstruct our world after a death in a way um, that's based on that meaning-making process.
0: Okay, what if what if the meaning I make is that I was a bad parent and I failed, and I didn't get this person help when I should have, or child or adult. What if that's the meaning I'm giving? What do you do? If, if I came to you and talked, what would you do to help me out of this?
2: Well, I guess I would look at that in terms of to, to get you to expand your story to include not only the negative parts of that relationship but the very positive parts as well. So one of the things I think you do is try to make the story a very holistic story. Uh, We often after death just think of all the positive things but people are complex and people have both positive and negative uh, things about them and I think we try to expand that story uh, so it becomes larger than it than it was. What I find about these thoughts, though, is that you don't focus on them to make them happen. Um, sometimes they happen uh, from ideas that you've had, or uh, they, they, they seem to be co- congruent with, uh, with your life and with your life story. Uh, but you can't just focus. You can't will yourself to
1: grieve or
2: will yourself to stop grieving. And you, you don't will these thoughts. I think
1: every time you tell it, it, it changes a little bit. And, you know, I have clients all the time come into my office and say, Heidi, you know, I feel like I keep telling you the same story over and over and over. And I said, you don't. The, the, the same story of the loss, I say, it changes just a little bit each time you tell it and it transforms, and you know, and it also, when you bear witness to your own story and tell somebody else, it makes it real. Um, And it's part of, it definitely is part of the healing process.
2: The stories are, uh, uh, can evolve. But when you were talking about the mother that was in a lot of guilt, sometimes they don't. you know, these stories that are in the book are those that were transformative, and they give a lot of hope and healing. But uh, on the other hand, some, uh, some people get fairly stuck in their stories, and, uh, and the story doesn't evolve for them. And that's what I think that uh, therapy can often um, help with a lot reading the stories of others again as you all were talking about telling that story over and over uh sometimes a thought comes um, with it in um, one of the talks that i did i read the the nurse's story and i had a woman a nurse came up to me um after it was over because the nurse's thought had been um she had been very angry with parents who could not who did not come when they're Uh, children were dying to stay with them. And all of a sudden, she realized that some parents could not come. Mm -hmm. And so this nurse said to me that she had been angry with her brother for about eight years because she had done all the caregiving with their dying mother. And she said for the first time, she
1: realized he couldn't come. Mm -hmm. Well, it's another way of looking at it
0: and thinking about it, which is very healing. Yes. Because because that reminds me of something that not everybody is good grief support and not everybody can do it. And uh, y- you have to find the people that can that be open to having them help you uh, through the process.
2: Yeah. yeah, And I think being just being able to be present, uh, to hear the story over and over again. Um, and I think we tell that story
1: until we don't need to tell it any longer in grief. And I also think that if people tell you the same story over and over, oftentimes they don't see that they've made any progress. Mm-hmm. And you can say to them, you know, I know you don't think that your story has changed at all or transformed at all. However, let me remind you of what you your story used to sound like. And I think in it, they're surprised because sometimes you don't realize that you have you are in a different place. I agree. And I think sometimes,
2: even as a therapist, if you say just a very gentle, have you ever thought about it in a different way? Mm-hmm. Like, or have you ever thought about it like this? Yeah. Um, that, that can be uh, the start of a transformative thought. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I like that, Dr. Jane, because I feel like sometimes people get stuck in the trauma narrative mm-hmm. and they keep going around and around and around on like a, a merry-go-round. And like you said, to, to just say something like, have you ever thought about it this way? can get them off of that
0: loop. You know, uh, I know you've run some groups and uh, groups are interesting because it not only gives you a chance to tell your story, but also gives you a chance to hear other peoples who are maybe newer in it than you or a little further down the road. And you can kind of get a grip on where your story is located in that, where you're coming from.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think often in the early, the raw parts of grief, that when you hear someone who has been through that same path, and they talk about where they are at this point, that it gives a person um, a lot of hope in a group uh, like that, and and a very important part of the group. Mm
0: -hmm. So uh, show us your book, and tell us how we can get it. Okay. Um, you can get it through
2: Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble online, and uh, a lot of independent bookstores either carry it or you can order it through an independent bookstore. I had a child one time in therapy and I had picked a story um, that out of a book called "When uh, A Parent Dies." And she said there were tears in her eyes and said, "Oh, that child lost just like I did. And that whole notion of isolation that comes with it and reading a story. And so I try to make the stories very different in terms of relationships. So it's as a mother or as a father, or as a sister. And there are three uh, professionals, as a, a nurse, as a physician, as a therapist.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and congratulations on your book and all the wonderful work you've done for people over the years. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Dr. Jane. We appreciate you and all the work that you've done, like my mom said, and all the people that you've helped and healed.
0: Thank you. We want to thank everybody for uh, watching this video today and we hope that you'll let people know about it and we hope that you will find hope and be able to tell your stories. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless.